AAT Birds Weekly Report is the Eagle News, notes, and analysis you need. to another edition of the AT Birds Weekly Report. I, myself, Johnny Uleka, is joined by Jeff Warner at Jeff Warner NFL. Uh, going to kind of talk about Bijan Robinson is a name I want to talk about. You're getting a lot of ploy, a lot of plug on him. Uh, the last couple of days you hear it kind of everywhere. Um, talking about him, talking about the different options at 10 and 30 for the Eagles in the first round. Uh, what they're going to do. I know we – I have a couple ideas. Um I want to throw him Jeff's way, everything like that. And also want to talk about, uh, there was a fun little thing, um, Devin White asking for a trade and then him quote tweeting one of the tweets that uh, we had made and posted up. So definitely something I want to get into as well. Uh, And I have another name I want to throw out there. I want to throw Jeff's way to kind of get his answers uh, on it. But Jeff, welcome to the show. It's like old times. Old times, been a long time. Glad to be back uh, Thursday night, but I'll say the off season, a couple weeks to in two weeks' time, we'll be sitting down watching the NFL draft live in Kansas City, Missouri, and hopefully we'll see what the Philadelphia Eagles have been playing for the 2023 season. And the other funny thing, Jeff, I think we didn't we start on Thursday nights when we started this whole thing, which is funny because in one week it'll be the three year anniversary of the All About the Birds AT Sports, basically everything in terms of us starting. So it's a cool little uh, thing. Have you on and uh, you know, the two that started it, but uh, absolutely. I want to talk about Bijan Robinson. I want to get your feeling. I know what my feeling is. I've talked to certain people. I haven't really talked to you about this. What's your feeling on the Bijan Robinson train that we're hearing about everyone, whether you're in or you're out for the Eagles to draft him in the first round. Look, Bijan Robinson, he's a tremendous talent. There, he was, he's obviously the best running back out, uh, out of this year's draft. He had the best combine score. Uh, he's 5'11", 215 pounds. He's a three-down back that brings a great dimension to your offense. Not be able to ground it on the uh, – ground and pound on the ground, but he's also uh, deathly uh, with his speed and his ability to make big plays out of the backfield in the passing game as well. Uh, all, the, all, the, all the scouts, all the talent, all the experts are raving about this guy. And, and, and rightfully so. He had the best numbers last year uh, in, in college football, I believe, uh, for a running back. I'll say you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and he, he, a lot of people feel he's better projected to be a, uh, a day one starter in this league. And look, right now, on the offense side of the football, the one, only really position we're lacking besides offensive line depth is the running back position. But the question is, do you use a, the 10th overall p- selection 
on Bijan Robinson. Obviously, it depends what happens throughout the draft. It depends what happens with the with the picks in front of you. What's going to happen with that number three pick? Because now there's talks about the Arizona Cardinals possibly looking to move out of that selection. Who's going to jump ahead and 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 try to jump ahead of these teams to get maybe a, a talent? Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. Would I personally do it? Honestly, I, I wouldn't do it. Again, it depends who's available. It depends if teams get quarterback heavy uh, early on. But look, there, this running back ta- uh, talent out of this draft, you can get a lot of better selection or better value for your selection. I, I, honestly, I'm still worried about the defensive line. You have a lot of uh, old talent along the defensive line bringing back Fletcher Cox. Uh, you still have uncertainty what, what, what you uh, with Jordan Davis. Uh, you need a, a pass rushing specialist again. Uh, even though you brought, brought Brandon Graham back, but what's the future be old? Uh, of course, the linebacking. So there's a lot of, I feel, a lot more glaring needs on certain positions, and it depends who's going to be there. Like the latest uh, NFL uh, mock draft when it comes uh, from Mel Kuyper. He had the Philadelphia Eagles selecting a 10. Uh, he had them picking out offensive tackle guard uh, Peter Swarnarski out of Northwestern. And then he has them trading out of the first round with their 30th pick. Uh, with the Seattle Seahawks, and he has them taking a running back in the second round. Uh, he has them taking uh, Jamar Gibbs, running back out of Alabama. Now, right there, I would say I feel that's a win-win. You address your, you're addressing the interior offensive line need, the depth there, especially when you don't know what's going to happen with uh, with Jurgens if he's going, if you're going to have him some move him inside, outside, whatever it may be. Uh, if he's going to be center or guard. Uh, and then you and then you draft a running back, especially a, a, a talent like uh, Gibbs uh, from Alabama. So uh, there, there's definitely a lot of options there. Would I take Robinson with the tenth pick? No, thirtieth maybe. But I honestly don't see he. I don't see him dropping there. And I feel the Eagles get better value, and with the limited amount of sele- selection they have in this draft, that. They need to either move back, depending how it falls, with one of these picks. They need to regain some type of compensation for this year's draft or next year's draft in 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 the one of these first round picks. In my opinion, yeah, you know, for me looking at the Bijan, like at first I was really nah, I, I really don't think it's a good idea. But then more thinking, like me thinking about it more, I would do it because if you look at this offense and you look at what he can do, he's very good against. Um, you know, running the ball. He's very good out of the backfield catching it. Didn't wasn't given many opportunities. He's a little protection. Yeah, that's one thing I from what I read that he sort of lacked a little bit is the pat the the pass uh pass blocking uh schemes and they're sort of like uh picking it up and uh and uh seeing the design, seeing the defensive design a little bit, especially with someone his size. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I agree with you. He's a tremendous talent. I just feel as far as value, I don't want to put all our, I don't want to put our, our, our uh, what's to say, all their, your hands in a basket. All eggs in one basket on one guy. Especially since a lot of people, yeah, he had a lot of yards last year and a lot of production. But what what conference was he playing in last year? Do, that was what, the Big 12? The co- that conference, they don't play defense in that in that conference. So, so it's level of competition that is a little bit uh, somewhat concerning. And then also with the amount of running backs, they, they bring Penny in, and this, this team has shown in this offense that they can run the ball with anyone at will out of the backfield. They found ways to get success from Boston Scott, from uh, Kenneth Gainwell, from Miles Sanders, and with, with, with Jalen Hurts being the focal point of your offense out of the back or uh, 
uh, under center and the dual threat quarterback that he is, I feel you can put almost anyone back there and you can sort of, and you can find ways to have success in the running game with whoever they may have. So if they feel they value a certain position higher than the running back position and then, and get a running back laying around, I'm okay with that. You know, the way I put it this way, you're looking at B. John Robinson adding him to this team, and you look at the Eagles draft. The The Philadelphia Eagles, last time they drafted a star potential defensive lineman in the first round was 2012 with Fletcher Cox. That was 11 years ago. Yeah. Now, they've used resources on different picks, whether it's Andre Dillard, Jalen Rager. We know the story with the different players that they've used picks on. But I also put it to you this way. You look at a talent like Bijan Robinson, getting him, putting him in this offense. You look at the Eagles' defense in the Super Bowl. Those eleven starters on the field, sixty-four percent of them were drafted in the third round or later. Yeah. Just because you draft somebody high doesn't mean they're going to be a talent that's going to get you over the hump. You may not be able to get someone. You may get a Marcus Smith type. You may get a guy like Andre Diller. You may get a guy like Jalen Reger that doesn't you know, that doesn't go to their potential. You're getting a guy. I know that of course, Bijan Bijan Robinson would have to live up to his potential. If you draft him high, that is no doubt, but he also just turned 21 years old. Doesn't have a lot of mileage. If you want to talk about mileage, he had just one really big year in terms of them using him, which was last year. And I don't know. I just think you look at this offense and look at what we could do. And yeah, a lot of people want to talk about Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs is, you know, his one knack, his big knack is, He's not very good at all pass protection. Yeah. I think Jameer Gibbs is a different type of back. I just, I don't know if he fits the offense as well as people kind of think he would looking at him. Oh, he fits the offense to me. He, he doesn't fit more what they do. I, I just watching him and watching Bijan Texas, Texas can run a little bit of what the Eagles did. If you watch some of their games and what they've done, you can see how Bijan could fit right in. And you look at the offensive line that he would go and play with. I'm just saying, take a look at the take a look at the team. And again, I agree with you with having to maneuver picks to be able to get some mid round selection, either one or two, to kind of you only have six picks in this draft. But if you were able to get a player like Bijan, you can still get impact defensive players. Whether it's 30, whether it's 62, 94, you can get certain players that can give you reps and give you. Div- You're looking at the Eagles defense this year. Nicobe Dean was drafted in the third round. He's going to have to take a neck, that that big step and play a lot of meaningful snaps. You know, you look at a player like Nicholas Morrow, who they signed, was an undrafted free agent. Yet you can find, and that's the one thing that they're going to have to do if they were to go this route. And I, and well, I that's, have, and that's I have faith that they can do that. that. And that's something they haven't been able to have success with, though. Look how many of the starters on the defense side of the football. How many were how many of them were actually drafted by us? So if you look, you mean at the Super Bowl? Or are you talking in the, in the Super Bowl? I'll say what you had so, you had you had Fletcher Cox, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat. Well, well Brandon Graham wasn't a starter, but okay, if you so want to throw him in there, yeah. you can. But That's I wouldn't throw him in there. Just and, starter. And, so you have uh, Fletcher Cox, Josh Sweat. Yeah, you have well. TJ Edwards wasn't drafted, but he was developed. He was undrafted. Yeah, they they he's still they, developed by them. Avante yeah. Maddox. Mar- you know, that's, nickel, but yeah. Well, he he starts if you want to say he starts. Yeah, but, he's uh, but 
but, but that's that is but, basically it. But that's and that's what I want to get at. The Eagles have not had success drafting talent on the defense side of football over the over the last couple of years. And last year, we're hoping the projection with uh, with Davis and Kobe Dean changes that. They, I'll say with this, the players in front of them having the success and having the production they they did, they couldn't get on the field. So you you can't blame them for that. But they have to step it up this season and prove that they were uh, that they were the right selection at that time. My my thing is. With with the tenth overall, with the tenth overall pick, you have a better chance of getting a player that can make an immediate impact right away, and a better chance at the top. The Eagles have done well overall, picking over the last few seasons when it comes to the high first round picks. Uh, they they haven't been there that often because they've been making the playoffs every single year. So it's not like they've been able to. They haven't been in this position in quite some time. I don't, I don't think since uh, the year after Doug Peterson's first year. When or no? Did they make? I can't. One of the years when they or uh, Chip Kelly's oh, the, when they were in that position when they drafted Devontae. Devontae, yeah. Well, didn't they trade up? They traded up for him though. Well, they so, had didn't, didn't they have the six pick traded back and then traded back? They they maneuvered and got different things. So yeah. So that's so uh, to my point, they have been able to find success drafting or with the players that they have selected in the top tier of the draft. The, the Howie Roseman, he's done well, and he's assembled a tremendous team. But until this front office finds ways to have success with the later round picks, I don't want to invest that much with that. We might not ever be in this position again. And nothing against Bijan John Robinson. I agree with you. He Overall, he's the better overall back. He's a three-down back, a guy that can be in there and uh, r- gr- uh, ground and pound on the ground, catch the ball out of the backfield, uh, he does a decent in pass protection. Still needs has a little bit of a weakness there, but as we know, the lifespan of running backs in the NFL or NFL players in general, I'll say they're they're a dime a dozen. And when you can get a when you can make an upgrade when your strength of your team is uh, is up front with your defensive line and your offensive line, and you still uh, you still J- Jason Kelsey, he's obviously. Year in and year out, he's on potential retirement list, so you, you have to fill a void there. Even though you uh, you got Jurgens, uh, eventually you're gonna need a right tackle, which is why I'll say Lane Johnson. He's playing well uh, at this age and the and the time of his career, but eventually you're gonna have to replace him as well. And knowing Howie, he they're always about they're looking at value and they always look at. Yes, they want the best player available, but they want to look at what's going to happen in the future. And Bijan Robinson, I just don't know if they – he brings a tremendous dy- dynamic to your offense. If we draft him, there's no doubt about it, we have the best offense in the NFC, if possibly the NFL. But then you better cash in. You better capitalize on that, and you better win a Super Bowl within the next two or three years because once Jalen Hurts gets that contract and you're going to pay a running back first-round talent money, top 10 first-round talent money – you're gonna you're gonna be strapped, and eventually you're gonna have to re-sign Devontae, Dallas Goddard, and the rest of these guys. You're gonna revamp that defense, and, and that, that's why I feel they're gonna go offensive line or defense side of football because the offense is pretty much in place, and that's why they got Rashad Penny. Uh, they come in here. They got a veteran. They have they have Gainwell still. Didn't they re-sign Boston Scott to Boston a one-year Scott deal back? back. Yep. So they're bringing guys that are familiar with this offense, bring a veteran here, and I feel they're gonna draft address the running back position later. Is it the right move? We'll see. But I feel as far as value and getting more bang for your buck with those two first-round picks, it's the better option, in my opinion. And when you talk about those two first-round picks, with 10 and 30, I think it's more than likely that 
one of those picks is is dealt, in my opinion. How he likes to maneuver. He especially, you know, don't be surprised if Houston at number two doesn't go quarterback and they go with the, you know, one of the edge rushers. You know, do they think the quarterback is the option or do they want to build the rest of their team? And then Arizona is going to have that pickup for sale for a team to jump in and try to get a quarterback. What if one of the quarterbacks is still left when the Eagles are picking at 10? Then it's the pick is up for sale and the Eagles can get big time picks back if they were able to deal that pick. And I think that's, it is a possibility. It is a possibility. I would say according to Mel Kuyper right now in his latest mock draft, he has Bryce Young going one to the Panthers. He has CJ Stroud going two to the Texans. He has the Tennessee Titans, like you said, a team that possibly, uh, uh, there might be a team that might want to come up. He has the Tennessee Titans moving up to three uh, to take Anderson. Uh, and then four, uh, he has Will uh, Levis to the Colts. Uh, so, yeah, if he has the first four picks being quarterbacks, which it is also a good thing for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll say you you have these teams that are one, quarterback needy teams. The Eagles can sit pat, sit there, let a lot of the uh, of the talent drop to them. You, you, the Eagles have their the Eagles have their picking. They can pick at running back. They might be able to pick at defensive tackle. Uh, they can pick at linebacker, corner, whatever, whatever it may be. They'll have plenty of talent to choose from. They don't have to go out there and be too aggressive or think, oh, my guy's not going to be there possibly, and we have to uh, move up. I, I I agree with you. I feel the Eagles are better. I feel the Eagles with the, with the less the least amount of picks that they have since th- th- this is probably the least amount of picks they have had in quite some time. They're more better. I would say I feel they're gonna the 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 bet is that they move down rather than up in the first round because they don't want to give away com- com- limited compensation. They don't give away compensation next year unless there's a guy that they absolutely f- they they're in love with and falls in their lap and they feel they have enough co- they can move up enough to get him. That's the, that's the only way I see it happening, or not, not even with the tenth. I'm so, even like the thirtieth pick. If someone drops or plummets, uh, depending on how the dominoes fall when it comes to the draft, uh, that there might be a guy that they feel like, hey, he's not going to be there at thirty. Let's go up there and get him. Maybe get like in the in the early twenties, uh, late teens, uh, and try and make a move for him. So we'll see. It, it, it's interesting. It's it's it, this is honestly one of the first years of the draft, uh, in first or first draft in the years for the Eagles that. You don't know what they're going to do. It, it's completely a toss-up. You, you expect them to go running back because this team is built around this offense, and you that's the only really glaring need that they have on the offense side of the football. But they, but they can go defense. And look, this was a defense that was one stop away from winning the Super Bowl. We were four points away or whatever it was from capturing our second Vince Lombardi trophy. So it's... Howie, 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 Howie has his work uh, cut out for him. And it's going to be uh, exciting to see in two weeks what the Philadelphia Eagles decide to do. Yeah. And you, you look at the options that potentially they could be looking at when their picks come, come up. And, you know, you, you talked about Peter Skaronsky, the offensive lineman, you know, looking more towards the 30th pick. You know, we talked a little bit about, you know, the 10th pick uh, with Bijan, and then you talk about Skaronsky, but you look at the 30th pick, there's so many options that are there, uh, whether it's Darnell Wright from Tennessee, the right tackle who could slide in and play right guard to start. Um, You have options at possibly receiver. Who knows if they go for a receiver that's that drops and get him as the wide receiver three. There's so many different things that they can do. It's it's very interesting what is going to come up when their pick comes, because if a player slides to a big point, 
I, I don't know. I, I could see them. I could see them moving, moving down with from 30, definitely from 30, because if there's a quarterback left, whether it's Hendon hooker or will Levis happens to fall or Anthony Richardson falls into, you know, that position is still there. Like I said, with 10, you could see a team early in the second round who didn't go quarterback trade up with the Eagles Eagles trade back and get a, a handful of picks or a number of picks, depending on how far they drop down. Yeah. Uh, Kuiper and his mock, he has the Seahawks moving up with the Eagles, uh, the draft hooker at 30, and he has the Eagles getting uh, both a Seattle second round pick. So de- definitely a possibility. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do, um, you know, and basically who falls to them. That, and that's the greatest, greatest thing about the draft is you just don't know. Every team's board's different. All these rumors flying around, most of it's fake. Most of it's smoke screens. Oh, I want to see what happens because there's always surprises. We see it all the time. And I'm just really surprised. Surprising this. I want to see something out of the ordinary. I like that. As long as it's not my team. Uh, throwing the the curveball, the Danny Watkins or the the Marcus Smith, all those type of curveballs. But no, it's it, it should be interesting. And you know, so, I'm up for it. So what? Kuiper in his mock draft, uh, with the with those two second round picks, he has the and you can give me your thoughts on these picks if you feel these this would be a right move for the Eagles because you know uh, these prospects better than I do. He has the Eagles at fifty two taking out uh, taking outside linebacker from Auburn, Derek Hall. And then at 50 or sorry, 62, he has him uh, taking uh, Jartavius Martin defensive back out Illinois. So he has the Eagles in the, uh, f- three of their first four selections or sorry. No, sorry. Last two. He has uh, them taking uh, t- first two offense, two for or uh, last two defense in the, uh, in the second round. Does it show you who else is drafted? Do you have like the, are you yeah, seeing well- the, uh, so before the Eagles at 61, he, ha- he has the Bears taking Jaquin Roy. Uh, it, uh, 60, he has Zach uh, Charbonne out for the running back out of UCLA. Uh, 59, he has Josh Downs, wide receiver for the Bills. Uh, Mingo, wide receiver for the Cowboys at 58. Schmitz at center for the Giants. Uh, Cam Smith, cornerback of the Jaguars, 56. Jalen Hyatt, 55 for the Lions, 54. He has Strange from Penn State, tight end. Uh, the Bears uh, taking 53, BJ Ajulari, defensive end out LSU. And right before the Eagles, he has them at Steve Avila, guard center, TCU at 51. So, you know, you know, both those picks, both those picks are needs. You know, Derek Hall is is a very good player. Jatavius Martin is, a, you know, a good player. There's other players that I would like to see. At those spots, but again, well, who, who do you want? I was saying I can see if they were selected. Uh, like out, uh, he has Ringo selected at forty-four. His uh, Byron Young, outside linebacker from Tennessee, at forty-five. So some of the similar positions that he has the Eagles taking are, I would say, they're going before these before these selections. Jack Campbell, inside linebacker from Iowa. Uh, Julius Brents, cornerback from Kansas State. I like see. I like Julius Brents a lot now. Again, yeah, I think he's going to rise up middle of the second round. Yeah, you know, I, you know, you're looking at second round because them, them trading, they have those picks from Seattle with his mock that he did, and I don't know I, that is where I could see an offensive lineman going. Whether it's Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse, whether um, they go ahead in that direction. Uh, of course, you said Avila. Uh, Avila got picked. Um, 
I could see them going offensive line there, whether it's an interior offensive lineman or an offensive tackle that could slide into guard. Um, you could definitely say, that. you know, the, the more and more I think about it too, when you're looking at the Eagles and drafting an offensive lineman, interior offensive lineman, everyone wants to pencil Cam Jurgens in at right guard. I don't necessarily know if they're going to just pencil him in. You know, they drafted him to be the, the heir apparent to Jason Kelsey. But to just say, okay, he's going to be the right guard when he never played that in college and he played it very sparingly in the NFL, you don't want to throw a guy in there that one is, he's not overly big. He is small because he's a center. And if you're able to draft a a big offensive lineman in whether the second or the third round that could potentially fight for that spot, I think you don't hesitate and you do it. I I think the reason everyone is assuming that is because one, look, we have the best offensive line coach of all football. If anyone can get someone ready to play that position, it is Jeff Stoutland. And two, look, Jurgen, he's on his rookie deal. He, he was picked by Jason Kelsey because Jason Kelsey originally made it, uh, he was giving the Eagles brass the feeling, look, I'm I'm retiring soon. I'm hanging it up soon. And now what, we're two, three years later or, or, or we're going to be two years, two years, so th- uh, third third year next after next year. Uh, look, you need to get you need he needs guys reps. He needs guys value. He needs the team needs to know what they have with Cam Jurgens. Because look, he's only on his rookie deal so long. You don't want Jason Kelly keep on returning year in and year out. Now that he's having this re uh, this refreshment of wanting to play football because he's excited. He wants to he wants to win another Super Bowl and he's having fun again uh playing with Jalen Hurts. You don't want a guy playing on his rookie contract his entire career and extending him. Hopefully, he's going to be your center. You need to know what you have with Cam Jurgens now. He needs to be getting out there and getting live game reps. And and that's why I feel people feel that you can. He's only playing the right guard because look, Jason Kelsey's not moving. Jason Kelsey's our center until he yeah. says I am done. And if the, if the Eagles ever decide to let J- Jason Kelsey go before he wants to, it's going to be the biggest uproar since when they let go of Brian Dawkins to the Denver Broncos and not extending his contract. So I feel the Eagles don't want that type of backlash and that type of bad publicity. Because, look, if Jason Kelsey was playing horrible, then yes. But Jason Kelsey probably had his almost his best season as a starter at the age of 34, 35, wherever the, however old he, he is right now. He's still playing on an extremely high level. So he still brings a lot to the table. He brings still a lot to your offense. The, that he can still be out there and be the top center in the all-national football league. And it, and it helps. Look, Cam Jurgens. I know he's never played there before or very sparingly, like you said, but when you have a guy to the left of you, like like Jason Kelsey, and to the right of you, like Lane Johnson, you're going to be okay. You're going to be learning from two of the best at each of their position, and it's going to make things a little bit easier for you. Is he going to go through growing pains? Probably. But you need to fill, you need to fill a void, and you drafted him high for a reason, and that's the one thing that has been a little bit lacking over the last couple of years for the Philadelphia Eagles is game production from their early pick selections. And they need to start hitting on, they need to start having that this season with guys from last year and whoever they draft in the draft uh, in two weeks. No, you're right. You know, I, I understand everything um, with that. I, like I said, I just wouldn't be surprised if they go offensive, offensive line oh, early or second or third, because yes, Lane Johnson did re up. Uh, they added an extra year to his contract to kind of, you know, save some money there. It's just Um, pushing the salary down. That's all it is. But I do think he's going to play at least two more years. Um, You know, with doing that, he can't just retire because you're going to be in, you know, big time, big time issue. And I think that's a conversation they most likely had with him of saying, Hey, 
we're going to extend this contract and stuff. And of course you're giving him money that he is well-deserved with what he played with during that playoff run. Um, but I think he's got at least two more years and then, you know, we'll see from there. Kelsey, again, I don't know whether this is the last year we, we, you know, it's a, it's a year by year basis. It's been like that for the last couple of seasons. Um, but like I said, I, I, I don't, I would not be surprised if they have someone because someone compete because I know Jack Driscoll is there, but I think Jack Driscoll more is a kind of a rotating player that can kind of play anywhere if need be. He's a good he backup took, to have. He took a step back this year. I know a lot of people going into this season were very high on him that he was going to take that step forward from the, from a decent year the previous season. And look, he, Jack Driscoll is what he is. Like you said, he's a backup. He's a guy that can step in and be, but he's not your everyday starter. And he, he showed last call to be your everyday starter that he's go, he's going to struggle yeah no you're, you're you're right there yeah um i do want to bring up you know talking about other players so not eagles players there was a little bit of an uproar uh, a couple of days ago with devin white requesting he would like to be traded out of tampa bay and it's kind of something that you've thought about because they resigned Levante David. Devin White's playing on the last year of his deal. Uh, it is $11 million, I believe, is his cap number, his cap hit. Uh, there was talks that if Tampa wants anything of value, they're going to have to eat a portion of that salary. So so be, so whatever. So end of March, I posted a tweet of basically like a Jersey swap with Devin white, because he had commented on greedy Williams, which he's former teammates at LSU commented on one of his Instagram posts of him signing his contract with the Eagles. And I'm going to put it up here. So the tweet said, let's make it happen. That's what it's, that's what the tweet said. So I posted that of let's make it happen. Now I'm thinking that Devin white had to either deleted his Twitter and then just reactivated it. Because I never saw this, which was done on the 27th of March. And what it says is it's a quote tweet of our tweet. And it says, green, my favorite color, but 40 and 45, my numbers. Appreciate the love. You know, it, a lot of these these players like to, you know, throw all the, on the social media, all this fun stuff. It was just, it's just an interesting. They like thing. stirring the pot. They like stirring the pot. Yeah. Look, uh, it, it, it's a fun interaction. And look, Devin white, I'll say he, 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 he's a player that look, he, he, he won the Super Bowl. He was a, one of the big reasons why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won that Super Bowl a couple of years ago. He's not the same player he once was last season. Look, he had yeah, he had 91 tackles, uh, two forced fumbles, and six sacks, six sacks last season. But to pay a guy that was a liability in coverage last season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's at $11 million. And plus, you're going to have to give him a new contract. You're going to have to give up some type of decent draft compensation because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to play tough, uh, tough ball and they're not they're hard ball and they're not going to give them away for free. They're 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 not they're not they're not, in the, they're not in the position right now where they're just going to be like, I'll take a late draft compensation for a guy uh, that's on the last year of his contract. They're 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 gonna they're gonna they're gonna be petty and they're gonna make him wait this out and play the last year of his contract or hold out if he's if he's going to be. Uh, pissed off that he hasn't been traded, and 
the type of compensation you have to give, you're going to have to give at least a probably uh, at least probably a second round pick. I could be wrong, but the, uh, the starting asking price is probably at least going to be a second round pick from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And with the Eagles having limited dr- compensation right now for this year's draft, and I really don't want them going into next year's draft not knowing what's going to what's going to happen after the season. Because look, there's been plenty of times where player teams had traded for players, not given a long-term deal and they moved on after the season. And I'm not going to give away a tr- high draft selection for a guy that's a one-year rental as much as we need the, uh, the upgrade, the linebacking position. And yeah, he could probably still be a decent player at that, at that salary cap. I, I, nothing against the, uh, nothing against Devin White. I, I'm against, I'm against it right now. So when, when you're looking at Devin White and you know, he's 25 years old, um, he's a hell of a talent. And a lot of people get kind of scared with saying, you know, last season he was he was terrible, he was awful. But he's a hell of a linebacker that the Eagles will say this. He's a better linebacker than the two linebackers they had last year, and there's no doubt about that. Oh, there's, now, no, my, there's yeah, there's no doubt about that. It's just if he was a free agent and they had the chance to sign him, maybe at a little bit lesser salary, I would totally be for it. But if you have to give him a long-term deal because he wants to get paid, that's why this is happening. That's why he's requesting the trade. And also give up draft compensation that you really can't you can't really give up at this point because of the so many needs you had that so, you have right now. It's, it, it's a catch-22. I say it can go either way. I, I would be happy either way, honestly, if it would happen, yes, but do I see it happening realistically? Probably not. So my my thing is you look at Tampa, Tampa, you know, eating a handful, you know, a few million dollars, but also I think what it's going to cost you and you look at the Eagles 2024 draft, maybe a 2024 fourth round pick. I, I just don't think you can get a second or a first round pick or a third round pick even for a linebacker because one, he's in the last year of his deal. And you look at Tampa Bay, they want to try to get something. Because if they don't get something, yeah, he goes to free agency, and they're not guaranteed to get a, a high comp pick. So basically, that's what teams will do and see what they can get. Um, but the one player I wanted to bring up, and when you're looking at linebackers, there's another guy in the last year of his deal. Um, he plays for the Baltimore Ravens. His name is Patrick Queen. Baltimore Ravens just spent over – they paid Roquan Smith $100 million contract. They're not going to pay two linebackers. It's just, they're not going to pay two linebackers at all. You're looking at a player, you know, like a Patrick Queen. He was pretty good in coverage last year. Um, you know, only allowed 83.1 quarterback rating um, on 66 targets, uh, which was better than Devin White. Uh, he played 17 games, 117 tackles. He had five sacks, two forced fumbles. He had two interceptions, uh, two fumble recoveries, one forced fumble, six pass deflections. So, and he steadily got a little bit better uh, per year. But he'd be a player that I would, I would think about, and I would, if I had to choose between the two, because Patrick Queen's salary for this year is three point two million dollars, or something along the lines of that. That's a lot less than eleven. Plus, Patrick Queen has that fifth year option that, if need be. You can always, you know, they have a fifth-year option as a, um, 
that's like I said, that's just somebody that I thought of when you know all this talk was going around and everyone was talking about Devin White, Devin White. Um, there's one guy that I've thought of a couple months back, but never really put two and two together. But there's some chatter about could potentially the Ravens trade him because look, the Baltimore Ravens are in a big time situation this offseason. Yeah, they signed Roquan Smith. They just signed Odell Beckham to a big deal because honestly, they're desperate. They need something to try to sway their franchise quarterback who is a free agent, not really a free agent, exclusive rights free agent. Teams can offer him money. No one's offering him anything. It's it's a weird situation. He wants a certain amount of money. They're going to have to pay him a lot of money too. Plus you have Marlon Humphrey. You know, you always pay your corners and stuff like that. They have uh, they have players coming due that they're going to have to pay as well. Patrick Queen's one, Marlon Humphrey. They have players that they're going to have to pay. And I just think that Queen may be the one that is on the outside looking in. And if they could possibly get uh, a mid-round pick or a third-round pick or something, a, 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 something of value, I could potentially see it. That's just where I was thinking with, with the whole Devin White talk. I'll say it's definitely a possibility because the Eagles are definitely a team that is always looking to upgrade the linebacking position through talent. We know not in the draft for the most part, but usually getting those uh, those guys that are on the outskirts of uh, other franchises that they're looking to trade for uh, and, and trying to make a move to bring in here. So d- definitely, definitely a possibility and definitely a better value position. Uh, and I'll say it's a cheap, cheaper option financially and compensation that they would have to give up for Patrick Queen. And look, he—I'll say he was a decent linebacker last year. Was he? Was he up to the level of what we have seen Devin White being able to be? No, but I'll say, look, he's still ranked 31st out of 81 uh, qualifying linebackers last year uh, per Pro Football Focus. Uh, the game was slightly—he uh, led the position grade uh, for his pass rushing abilities uh, among linebackers. So he's definitely a guy that can get after the quarterback when you rattled off his stats. And he, he's a guy that knows how to tackle. So. He definitely fits in with the Philadelphia Eagles like doing with their linebackers uh, when you have a guy like Ore Hassan Reddick, a guy that uh, on the outside that can play in coverage but also uh, get after the quarterback uh, that they're able to use as an outside linebacker in their scheme. So definitely Patrick Queen is an option to look at, especially on draft time. Uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens are in dire need of a cornerback right now. So uh, they possibly, depending on how the draft falls, uh, maybe the maybe the Eagle maybe the Baltimore Ravens decide to move up, or uh, the Eagles can use Patrick Queen as leverage for them, the, or to get him. Uh, the, so the Baltimore Ravens uh, can give them better value for him at, with a better selection, maybe, or uh, one of their uh, cornerbacks, maybe uh, whoever's on a roster at this moment. So w- w- we'll see. De- definitely, Howie isn't done yet. I know everyone's getting all an- anxious because free agents basically over. We're two weeks away from the draft, and the, uh, the Eagles don't have a lot of picks. This roster is far from over. Howie Roseman is definitely one of those guys that always makes a move. Like a week leading up to the a week leading up to uh, to the NFL season, we have seen him make trades during training camp, uh, right before the start of the season. Uh, Hallie Roseman is always always has his phone uh, available for opposing teams to call him and finding ways to try to make some wheeling dealing uh, to improve this roster. Yeah, you know, and and I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's a fun little episode that we had here, just some draft talk, some you know, some rumor talk, but. Uh, Make sure you're following, subscribing. Make sure you're, you know, following everything. We got a lot of people in certain places on the AT Sports Network. Uh, we're doing Iron Pigs Union. We have the Penn State 
uh, we're doing this year too. We're doing the NFL draft. Uh, Joe Castro from the Philly Philly podcast. He's going to be there uh, representing us. So uh, definitely check it out. Uh, check out all our sponsors, uh, Vinny's Pizza and Restaurant, located off the Iroquois Trail in the Old Town Shopping Center, as well as Stuff to the Grills, located off the Iroquois uh, Shopping Center as well. Uh, make sure you're checking out, um, you know, Homage Sports. Um, they have a lot of cool designs, everything there. Um, but definitely, definitely follow us, subscribe. Uh, we're going to be with you. And, you know, we're just getting started. That's the the biggest thing. Uh, anything else before we head out, Jeff? No, no. I'll say uh, uh, be safe. It's starting to get warm weather out there. I'll say it's, what, 80-something 80, 80 today, 80-something tomorrow. Enjoy the beautiful weather. Uh, baseball season, even though the Phillies have been sucking lately. Uh, NBA playoffs this weekend. Uh, hockey playoffs are gone. You know, the Flyers aren't in it. Hockey playoffs are starting soon, so. Even though there's no football, it's a very exciting time, especially if you're an avid sports fan like ourselves. I'll, I'll say so. Sit back, relax, enjoy the fun. Make sure you keep on following, like, and subscribing to the AT Sports Network. Hit that notification button anytime one of our uh, networks or one of our pages goes live. You get the notification. Tune in. Leave your comments. Let us know. Send it to a friend. Let's get to 1,000 subscribers on our YouTube page. Look, we've been slacking lately. Uh, we haven't been uh, pushing that as much as we should have. We're at like 409, 410 last time I saw. So, look, 550 people. We have thousands of thousands of followers on all our, on all our uh, platforms. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. It takes three seconds, and it's free. It helps us. It helps supports us, and eventually gets us in a position to give you bigger and better shows and bigger, better content and giving you bigger and better coverage. That's what we're about. Bigger and better here at AAT Sports Network. And with that, we always do a happy and a healthy. Go, Go Birds. Bird. This is Matt Ware. Hey, for all the Eagle content you need, go follow All About the Birds. They do a damn thing. Check them out. Hey, Eagles fans. I may be in Tampa, but I know where to find the best Eagles content out there. Check out my friends at All About the Birds. Philadelphia, what's up? This is your boy, Freddie Mitchell, a.k.a. Fred X. It's all about the bird. All birds, all the time. All birds, all the time. All About the Birds provides you with weekly analysis, game recaps, informative interviews, and it's all birds, all the time. <laughs>